What up? What up? What up? Howdy, partner. Well, hello, partner. Ah. Amazing. Look like Charles Manson. Thank you. How y'all doing this fine day? I gotta tell you, it's uh, Colorado. The weather is just, it's very, it's very beautiful. It's like that spring feeling. It makes me wanna have more children. I guess that's the best way to really reduce it. And I don't mean like lustful, it makes me like horny. It makes me wanna grow stuff, but specifically children. Um, you know what I mean? You know what I mean, Megan? Uh, speaking of children, this is uh, pictures my my wife took of the kids. It's planting time. Planting our seedlings, our plants. Um, we're uh, scoping out a, a garden bed project. Even though we have very limited space, it would be good to demonstrate what we what's possible. Uh, or just a bunch of giant pots. We're still debating that. Uh, but the kids love it. If you have children, definitely get them engaged with growing stuff. Um, not for just the sake of weaning off of the system that provides you uh, the plastic stuff. But so that they understand. Horticulture is a mimic of uh, human culture. Uh, and so it's, uh, it's really good. It's really good for people. To, to see what growth looks like in the physical. Um, so, so do that. Do that. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, what are we going to do today? Oh, you know, oh, I have a funny clip, actually. This is, uh, this is such a little low-level scam. This is why you shouldn't get too upset about this stuff. Because I feel confident they have put your health and safety first. Jennifer Look for the well health safety uh, seal. Look for the well health safety seal. Look for the well health safety seal. I'm Dr. Richard Carmona, the 17th Surgeon General hey, look, Robert of the United Canera. States of America. This is the well health safety seal <coughs> from the International Well Building Institute, the global authority on healthy buildings. Global the well health safety rating was informed by years of research Tons. and input from hundreds of leading virologists, public Amazing. health experts, epidemiologists, and building professionals around the world. You'll see it at schools, offices, banks, childcare centers, uh, all the places we go. Who's that the dude? well health safety seal means that we'll feel better going into restaurants, theaters, stores, hotels, stadiums, and all the places that we love. Everything may look the same, but the Well Health Safety Shield means that your health and safety are top of mind when it comes to cleaning and sanitizing procedures, air and water quality management, uh, emergency preparedness programs, 
and health services. So look for the Well Health Safety Seal outside and feel more confident. Was that Deepak Chopra? He looks, I mean, ill. I hope he's not ill. I wish him the best, but, uh, I mean, he's full of shit, but, geez. Um, it's so funny, Robert De Niro's like, the places will look the same, but uh, this, it's actually the seal. It's like, it's just a scam, you know? It's just uh, money. I wonder what the money situation with, with that is. Okay, let's look. How much does it cost for a new uh, safety seal for 50,000 square feet? Uh, $2,500 to put that guy up. You know, a larger space, $6,500 to put that little seal up. Does it mean anything? No. It's so arbitrary and hilarious. The, the sifting, the money schemes that come out of narratives. It's just, uh, you know, opportunism at its best at the local and city state level. They're just like, oh, let's just invent a safety seal sticker. Nothing will look the, the different at all, but it's a good signal. It's a good signal. Let's do it. I don't know how they got those famous people on board. I mean, they usually get millions of dollars. And so they're just like, you know, you want to promote the safety seal thing? Venus Williams, Robert De Niro. You want to do that? You know, you get Lady Gaga, who's pushing the complete opposite of health and well-being. Being like, I, uh, let's push the safety seal. Uh. She sounds like Bill Gates a little bit. They might be the same person. Um, oh, great stream today. This, um, oh, I'm covering his face. This is racist. I'm covering the, the black guy in the picture I'm covering, and I'm there instead. Barricade Garage, I, a lot of you follow him already. He's hilarious. Uh, he's like a mechanic, but does really funny skits. A lot of topical discussions, covers like conspiracies and all sorts of in-depth stuff in a funny, comical way. I've definitely uh, promoted him in my stories and whatnot. But he was on um, Tea Time with Gary and Terry, which is uh, obviously a a uh, another name for a comedian we, we people cannot speak of named Owen Benjamin. But this talk was so great. It was, it was, it's everything that... People think PragerU is pushing when they get their, their black mascot on and to talk about the, the low-level fake binaries that exist. Um, but this was such a great talk for so many reasons. But um, actually, I hope I... I think I recorded one of, the, one of the things happening. Let me see if this is it. But by these people in power, they're really not. You can give it to them. And they're gauging your reaction oh, wait, that's for a how one. they're going to react to you reacting. It's psychological. Uh, and historically speaking, we are the most easily emotionally manipulated out of everybody here. Why do you think that um, is? I think it's because we don't have we don't we don't have um, we don't have strong families. We don't have strong male role models and that's not by that's not by anybody else's fault but ours and I say that because even going through segregate, segregation and Jim Crow we always had males in the households it was even through slavery if a nigga wasn't sold that man was raising them children yeah. he, was in, he, was, he was there we had men when we were out there it was a strong community was slaves, but the community was strong. 
each one teach one. Now, we're more every man for themselves and we fall victim to convenience. And then we don't want to admit it. So we have to blame other people to make up for our own shortcomings. Yeah. Like a lot of people's not going to agree with me, but I just think about me personally. Like, I'm a man. Like, if there was more men like me around, then the next generation wouldn't grow up with the victim complex. Exactly. They would be doers. Exactly. They would be doers. So, yeah, that that's basically, you know, there's elements of that uh, sentiment that is represented uh somewhat adequately in the mainstream authorized media the right the the prager use um and whatnot i mean this guy better watch out prager you might make a meme of him you know take barricade garage slap him on an orange meme put some quotes around him and be like this is this is our new person um but they 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 touch on what he's talking about but this full conversation really revealed uh, some more truth, which is the cultural aspect and getting someone to actually talk about the cultural uh, problems, you know, as opposed to this kind of fake left-right bullshit where, you know, you, you know, as if there's no actual, like, real cultural aspect going on, uh, variable. Um, and uh, I thought that was... This conversation was, like, basically what... Uh, Prager U and Dave Rubin uh, maybe underneath wish they could have as bluntly as they have it uh, on this. So I recommend going to Gary um, and Terry Tea Time and looking and watching that full conversation. There's a lot of topics that's covered. Uh, that dude's that dude's awesome. I've been following him for a while. He, he just reveals a lot of funny stuff. Uh, but the most impactful stuff is masculinity. The man. Uh, what you're doing, how how uh, much are you being tricked into these these narratives where there's an enemy you got to focus on as opposed to focusing on your skills and what you can build? Uh, what are your skills? Um, he made a great and uh, kind of revel, uh, revelatory uh, um, reference to like The Walking Dead. When the shit hits the fan, you're it's not about finding Tom Hanks. Where's Tom Hanks going to be? Where's Bill Gates? No. In The Walking Dead, he made a great point. He said, um, you know, what what looks like value now? What va Oh, you can, you can hunt. You can skin a rabbit. You can build this. You can dig a well. And it's not that we ought to learn those things because there's this coming doomsday thing. It's just that that learning that stuff, this is the other psyop is that, that they didn't mention on the stream that I, I sort of was thinking about is that these skills are often presented in these times of scarcity in in uh, apocalyptic zombie like shit and i don't know if that's they're you know it's meant to pre present it in that way so that it's like a fake uh categorical era where you're, where you're like oh when shit hits the fan that's when normal skills are valuable which is true but it also presents it in a way that you perhaps don't pursue those skills uh, or you only pursue those skills uh, to prepare this doomsday sort of preparation of that moment. I'm not saying that's not important or not even a rational thing. It, it is. It's just that pursuing those things uh, on their own 
without that context is good, is good and healthy for you, is fun, is fulfilling, rewarding. Uh, in, in the physical, uh, there's something really beautiful about it, uh, despite the necessity of those things when the shit hits the fan. So there is this weird, uh, somewhat trapped uh, way of looking at those things, which is like, you're going to need those things when, you know, when the shit hits the fan. Uh, and then, uh, but in, up until that point, you know, you know, where are these things? Where are these practices? Where are these common practices? And, um, and so there's an opportunity in pursuing those things on their own merit, just because watching something grow in, on your own property, in your backyard, or in, even on your, on your, uh, windowsill, is, uh, is fruitful for you. It's, it's spiritually, uh, fruitful. It's, uh, it's pragmatic and, uh, it help, it aids to your, your being and your mental state. And so there are, there are other reasons to pursue this kind of, uh, new, new, um, you know, low level homesteading mindset. It doesn't mean you, you suddenly have land and, su- and such. It's just that there's a way to pursue this stuff that's not in the context of avoidance. That's not in the context of avoiding the great apocalypse and the zombie and, and you know, weaning, we've got to get away from these technocrats. You can pursue this stuff uh, for the mere, like if someone asked you, why are you doing this? The answer is that you're doing it. I'm doing it because I'm doing it. Like it has its own reasons. It has its own uh, clear, demonstrable um, value. Uh, just because it, just because it's a pathway away from this, this sort of the future of this corporate dependency, COVID pass bullshit, all of these like, you know, easy narratives to take on and, and to to um, generalize and to turn into scapegoats. You don't need the scapegoat to pursue the good, you guys. You don't need the enemy. You don't need the global cabal. You don't need any of those guys to pursue what's good. You really don't. It helps contrast. Yeah, it's useful. It's like easy for us to be like, not that over there, not this over there, but you don't need it. You don't need it. Um, so I wanted to show that, uh, you know, you got to show, you got to show kids learning to grow things. You know, as opposed to kids shopping and picking things off of shelves. Are we totally free of that? No. Is it, is it, is it realistic to be for some people? Yeah, but that's not the point. The point is, the point is to demonstrate it, you know? Have I gained followers from the Republican Party post? Yeah, I think so. But I'll lose just as many uh, whenever I make fun of some, uh, you know, neocon or something like that. So I'm not really worry about followers. I actually get skeptical when I see a bunch of new followers because I know that a really swift uh, increase of followers means uh, I just gained a narrow view of something. Uh, I just gained an expectation that will not be met, you know, uh, but that's fine because like it ends up in the end, all of the followers will be gone in the end. 
the account will probably be banned, something like that. It do, it really doesn't matter the followers because it's just like um, it's it's it ends up being groups of focused ways of viewing things, you know, and then inevitably you let them down. And so it's actually my job to let be people down uh, perpetually, and then uh, it kind of sifts sifts out everyone else. Uh, that actually reminds me on a uh, similar but not exact uh, topic. I did made a, I, I made a, uh, I made a slight case for cancel culture in a previous stream and uh, wanted to chat more about it because um, people are just, you know, you look at the left, right? And you're like, oh, the left cancels, cancel everything, blah, blah, blah. And then the right riffs on that. And then the right has this relationship of uh, dependency on the counter to the left and they go back and forth like ping pong and then it's just uh, the same shit over and over again um, but cancel culture um, th there's actually an argument for it because uh, it's almost like an immune system it's almost like uh, it sifts out those who are are can be canceled it sifts out those who are um, beholden to larger bodies uh, of wealth or narratives or have been co-opted as assets towards certain goals and they have to stay in line. And so you start to realize that cancel culture, um, the reason there's kind of this outrage and, you know, when it first started happening, I was like, this is against my principles and all that stuff. But when you really look at it for what the, the game that, it, that it's, that's being played actually is that, um, is that cancel culture reveals those who are who are beholden, uh, beholden to other uh, larger uh, entities. You know whether it's uh, the right or the left leaning entity. Whether it's like you know like so if you're if you're if you're cancelable, you know that means that uh, that means that you were never going to make it through anyway. It's almost like in a weird way, it's like a cultural Dar Darwinian tool, you know, in a way. And so um, that's what's so funny about the Ben Shapiro post with Candy O, um, Chocolate Candy O, um, is that uh, she's uncancelable. Actually, no, she's not. As soon as, if she starts talking about Jews, she's canceled. If she starts talking about certain things, she's canceled. She is cancelable. That's a fake presentation, Ben Shapiro. You know that you will cancel someone. You know Prager, you will cancel someone. It's just all the only difference between the, the authorized right and the left is the reasons for cancellation. And I'm actually not against cancellation. You know, there's, you know, as a father, you do understand a level of cancel culture at the, at the microcosmic level. Uh, you do cancel some culture. You protect you you uh, diminish exposure to, and so there's no difference. So the argument isn't against cancel culture, but it does expose um, the fakeness of the op opposition to cancel culture. The mo more of the opposition that you're seeing to cancel culture is actually just of a, a, a LARP. It's actually not. It's it the they do have cancel culture. They just have different terms. They just have different lines for what that is. They cancel people all the time. They distance themselves. They delete things. They, you know, they remove the past. They, they uh, re revise history, the digital history. 
And so, uh, you know, uncancelable. Eh, she's uncancelable. No, she's cancelable. If you want to test those waters, just have her talk about certain things. Ha- uh, demonstrate what protected classes aren't allowed to be talked about on the right side. You know, you're always talking about, oh, you can't talk about this protected class over here on the left. Oh, you have them too. You have them too, buddy. So yeah, I challenge uh, Chocolate Candy O to test her billboard on cancelable. Let's see if the people who fund you will cancel you given that you talk about certain things. I dare you. You'll see that the whole uncancelable uh, charade, that the whole modern, uh, you know, the, the neocon, uh, you know, authorized right pretends that they're against cancel culture. They're not. They're not. Well, we'll see. I mean, I made the billboard. It's, uh, I really like the billboard. It's catchy. It's really catchy. <laughs> it, it, it's like uncancelable. <laughs> no, that's statistically impossible. <laughs> Um, it's just interesting to see those dynamics. And, and it's like, they're so perpetual. Oh, this is interesting. Uh, you guys should look up, not to hit you with another black pill, but uh, this is a pretty good video uh, explaining the future of smart cities, what, they, what the whole the whole paradigm of like the COVID pass, everyone's still arguing within the paradigm of like a pandemic versus no pandemic, a vaccine versus no vaccine. And that's all, that's all there, but it's also, it's a stepping stone. And here's why this is the future, right? It has nothing to do with health or safety. This is, it has to do with gamification. Uh, look up this, take a snapshot of this level up life in a post pandemic video game. It's all about gamification. It's about game theory. It's about uh, it's about moving us onto a digital realm of uh, gamification. Um, and this is a long video, I think, uh, but but it's worth looking at because uh, it does shed light, especially at this uh, one fifty nine mark. It's for the fourth industrial revolution. It's not about just merging and doing, you know, transhumanism and uh, biotech and genomics. That's all a part of it. But it really is about, um, it's about getting everyone on a standardized digital platform. That way, gamification is possible. Uh, game theory uh, is actually trackable uh, to, to a level where it's all captured on one standardized system. And the COVID pass and all of this, this rhetoric and all this talk and all these measures uh, that, are, that are sold to you under the guise of public safety are merely, they're, they're literally little steps leading up to a massive platform. Um, so, uh, if once you see that, uh, you'll understand where, well, every step leads to a platform, you know, instead of looking at, uh, the particulars of, uh, this, this nonsense and like, Oh, vaccine versus not vaccine. Let's discuss whether it's a vaccine, how effective is all of these, these interactions back and forth, you know, appealing to, uh, medical and then appeal, appealing to another medical uh, establishment who counters the medical and it says back and forth, back and forth. When in reality, what's going on is a movement toward an entirely new platform that includes the medical as one category, but it's, it's foolish and naive to look at it 
uh, that strictly, uh, that narrow. It's not, it's not, it's about so much more. It's about establishing consent that the new, uh, the new, um, system of interactions is strictly digital. That's the new agreement. The platform, the the scare tactics of like we're doing this under the guise of of global health and safety, you know, preparedness and all this stuff, you know, COVID pass, you know, you know, we want you back to you know the normal, you know, no, there's no new nor there's no normal, there's no normal, there was never a normal. That's even fake, you know. There's you know, it was all fake to begin with. There was never a normal. It's always going toward. The, nor- <clears throat> the normal is always going toward standardization. That's the normal. That's, that's, that's the normal. It never goes away. It's always that way. It's never not that way. It's going towards standardization. It's, that's the current. That's the current of efficiency. That's the current of technology. That's the current of uh, usefulness and convenience. Always going that current. So to be a salmon, you know, to swim against the current is is difficult even if it's uh toward what you believe to be good um it's always going to be difficult and so um you know think in terms of where where it's all going not what's currently happening cuz uh the media their job is to trap you in into these paradigms that create uh sort of these binaries that aren't necessarily fake all the time um not they aren't necessarily unimportant topics either. Uh, it's just that they're useful in keeping the dialectic controlled uh, within a certain framework of conversation uh, as, as opposed to seeing what the larger platform is that these steps are leading to. Um, and a lot of people see it. You, know, you can call it the new world order. You can call it the mark of the beast. You can call it this or that. The technocratic overrule full-on crypto control of all uh, human interactions, um, whatever you, it doesn't matter what you call it. It's just that when you can see it for what it is, you at least have the peace of mind to not be operating in a fake, uh, you know, a fake uh, um, headline, so to speak, of what's going on, which is sold to you, which is given to you by someone else. Oh, the parrot, you know, the headline is this, argue about this, argue about this. They never talk about where this is all heading, you know, and there's a reason for that. So it's good to see. Speaking of crypto, what does crypto mean? A person who secretly supports or adheres to a group party or belief. That's interesting that that's the name. That's what that means. That's weird person who adheres to or belongs secretly to a party, sect, or other group. Crypto. That's interesting. <clears throat> Words have meaning. Words uh, matter, you know. You don't need to place too much uh, sort of like uh, conspiratorial uh, lens onto these things because there's they, they use the words, you know, the word itself it means one thing, the application to, um, to, uh, to cryptocurrency, it has a, a safety net of another, re- uh, meaning, uh, that being that, um, 
that interactions are anonymous, and so it, it, it uh, keeps your information safe between interactions. Obviously, that's applicable and legitimate in the use of crypto, but it doesn't go without being attached to the other meaning, which is just, you know, you're a part that the future is you're a part of a larger scheme when we go full crypto. When we go full digital, your uh, the irony is that the secret the secret people will be the ones who maintain uh, their their uh, monetary and transaction uh, agency offline, which uh, will be the wildlings class, the ones who break away from uh, the modernity, and the the elite class who. Uh, who implement the crypto but still retain agency outside of crypto. It'll be really interesting. The only people eating steaks, in other words, will be wildlings who are dirty, who have dirty knees and uh, dirty fingernails, who are on the outskirts in the rural, uh, and the the fancy boys who are eating the the real steak, not the kibble steak, not the protein steak made out of Jake Gyllenhaal's asshole. Uh, they will be offline too. You know, they'll be like everyone. Everyone must exist on the system. Will exist on the system, but also out, outside the system because we uh, helped create the system, and so we deserve to sit outside of it also when given a chance, so that we can view it. And so we're viewing it. So for your benefit, we need to be able to sit outside of the system that we're making you uh, um, adhere to in order to participate in social activities and uh, and uh, economic activity. Uh, but we need to sit outside of it. I, 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 I like the system, but we have to sit outside for someone to actually make decisions uh, what's best for the system itself. So that is why we've, we've created and nominated a select view uh, needle dicks to sit on a symposium to decide how best to move forward with our lives. Baphomet is literal tranny. That's true. Peterson, what are your thoughts on the zombie apocalypse? Well, I mean, there there's no shortage of, of that narrative, you know, and it's often presented in a biological sphere, you know, and I think that's I think that's done purposeful, because once your once your brain accepts ongoingly the repetition that zombie is equivalent to some rare flesh-eating disease that makes humans want to eat other people, then you then you reject the notion that a zombie could be quite the opposite, that a zombie apocalypse could quite be uh, just people operating under a system under blind faith, under an autocratic rule, you know. Or, or can be, or can be operating from a system that that is run off uh, strict compliance. You know, the zombie apocalypse could very well be a metaphor for today's um, 
you know, generations who are dependent on, on, on all standardized global systems. It's like, fuck, can't you see it? Can't you see? Like if you've, if you've seen The Walking Dead, you would know. It's like, you know, it's like one of my favorite com comedic YouTubers. His name is Barricade Garage, you know, and he's this black guy. And, you know, and, you know, most people think I don't relate to black people, but I do, you know, it's like, you know, when a black man and a white man get along, it's like, it's like that's where the narrative. But anyway, yes. Sorry, my voice is a little fucked. I got, I think I got coronavirus. Depends on what you mean by apocalyptic, you know? It's like something, the thing is, people have a negative connotation to apocalypse, you know? Uh, it could be argued that, you know, in the person, in the mind, in the conscience, that there are apocalypses all the time, you know? There's a part of you that dies, you know? It's like the moment you confront a false narrative that you've been protecting, a part of you dies. You know, that is a death. You know, and there, there is actual mourning that, that takes place. Like a part of you has been separated from yourself, like a breakup. You know, and that's, I've gone through it. This lady's like, what the fuck? You know, I've gone through it myself, you know? Do I ever do Joe Biden? Come on, man. There's a, there's a 45. Something, something about it. Come on. We got to, we got to, we got to take America to, to the first where it's born, man. You know, we've got to bring, bring back the vaccine jobs. To, to, there's, come on, man. The President Kamala is, President Cameltoe is probably the best black woman I've ever seen get to the presidency. Oh, man. We got the... Uh, come on, man. Oh, what else we got here? What's the we got here? Okay, all right. I've got no more pictures here. We got some questions. Got some questions here. Do you think re-lists, recycled, re-liced, re-relict, a relict? Wait, relict? Like you're like, oh, dude, Willie Nelson plucked this shit at the Hollywood Bowl. Like that? Not really. I mean, I saw a a guitar from like 1939 on reverb that uh, allegedly uh, Django Reinhardt played and it was all, you know, dilapidated and it was like 40 grand. I would never do that, but I understand. Come on, man. Come on, man. They purposely aged them. Yeah, they're like jeans. <clears throat> the, the jean company were like, what if we do what they do with guitars? They were like, yes, do it. Oh, the intelligent. Oh, they intentionally do it. Yeah, that's lying. 
I mean, I guess it's not lying if you tell them that that's what you're doing, but that's stupid. That's like buying jeans with holes in them. It's like, it's not the real thing. You want the real wear. You know what? You want, you want to see the split in the guitar that you wish wasn't there, but you also appreciate is there because it's not lying. You know, that's the consequence of the truth, you know? It's like that crack in the guitar, you know, and that's, 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 but, you know, that's, but. Best piece of advice for youth. Um, well, read the Bible, even if you don't understand it. And then uh, learn a skill, use your hands. Learn something you can see the fruits of in front of you, okay? That doesn't mean you don't get a job, but the, the problem with a job is, and, and we're really, we're really knee deep in this shit, is that your labor is often talking or typing and, and, and you don't actually see the value of it in a lot of cases, not all cases. You know, engineers can often see the value of their labor over time, but you, you just get, you trade it, you trade your time for this money, right? And then, uh, you don't actually see the value because the value, you don't look at money and go, that's valuable. It just, it's only valuable because you know, you can trade it with other value that you know is valuable. Like, you know, someone makes boots or someone makes something and you're like, oh, that's value. Like a gun. You look at a gun and you're like, that's value. The money is actually not value if you, absent it's tied to some labor, you know, uh, or some product. And so um, advice for the youth is don't pursue money, pursue value and, and know that money, wherever there's value, there will be a representation of it in the currency. It might be digital, which I, I strongly recommend being skeptical of. Even if you get into crypto or you make a lot of money and you're like, how do I turn this into real? The thing is, even if you made a lot of money in crypto in the imaginary digital world, you still don't get that value unless you turn it into physical value. So we know that the money isn't the value. We know this. Money is a representation of, of the labor or the value. The value is physical. It's always physical. It's always been physical. It always will be physical. And so... Um, pursue physical value. That's my advice for youth. That means skills. That means understanding how things work in the world. Not in modeling, not in the, the future of a virtual world. That'll all have its perks and whatnot. And you could probably get a good job that replenishes your Amazon Bitcoin so they can use at the arcade system called the... But uh, learning a skill is something you can always use in physical reality and your life is in physical reality. Your your the things that truly are real don't exist on these platforms. When the shit hits the fan and you hope it doesn't, it's your physical abilities and knowledge in the physical, knowledge of the physical that will ultimately give you your uh your liberty, your peace of mind your family, and uh, how others value you. (whistles) 
did you take any inspiration from Django? Uh, yeah, I did. Actually, uh, I was always interested in that music, probably because I'm part Jew somewhere in there. Uh, so uh, that gypsy element, uh, you know, my family also comes from Sicily. So that's, I think there's a little gypsy heritage there. Uh, and I'm not a thief or a degenerate, uh, but I could have been one. I was definitely a degenerate younger. I was never a thief, though. Um, and so knowing that that guy can destroy his whole hand and then learn how to play guitar with two fingers, even though he looks like a little crabby when he's doing it. I bet he's, I bet he's uh, Dildo Dawkins' favorite guitarist, too. He's like, oh, look, look, that's evidence. That, 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 that is evidence of, of evolution. Yes, look at his crabby hands. Oh, yes, pinching. He's, he's pinching quite quickly that, uh, you know, very quick, very quick. Uh, yeah, once I saw that, there was no excuse. I don't care, nerve injury or whatever, you know, there was no excuse. I mean, I did see some videos of nubbies uh, playing the guitar, you know, a dude with a nub hand. And uh, I got to be honest, I wasn't impressed or inspired. So I know it gets a lot of views and clicks. It's like amazing, but it's like, mm. <clears throat> I can't just celebrate it because it's a nub. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's almost like a forced celebration. You're like, look what they can do. And you're like, Pfft. it's almost like when you, you know, people film their kids doing something and just because it's a kid doing it, you're supposed to be like, amazing. And you're like, what? They're doing exactly what a, what a kid could do. You know, when the kid does something an adult can do, then yeah, but don't, you know, there's no, this whole fish out of water. Oh, oh, the guy has an el elbow for a hand. Look at him hit the guitar string. Ama like, no, it's not amazing. Can I do Elon Musk? Well, 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 the, the M mRNA, uh, Vaccine, the mRNA technology will eventually uh, will be able to um, uh, be, be, become a butterfly. And, uh, I, I put a fake car into space, and everybody believed it. And it, it's almost it's uh, it, I could tell it's real because it looks so fake. Um, 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 uh, 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 uh. Would good skill be music? Uh, I think for your 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 uh, your spirit, yeah, but not necessarily for a skill. You know, if there was a wild tribe of people that were trying to figure out how to siphon gas or make vegetable oil, and then they found someone who can hit an elk with a with an axe, and then they turn to you and you're like, "I could play Dave Matthews." I don't know if that's gonna get you in the tribe. I think music is more of the thing that most people should be doing. That it's a part of our, it should be equal to learning language in my view. That it just went away. You know, that a piano used to be a normal thing in everyone's household, not just someone who was like, you know, fancy or whatever. So I think music is just another language and uh, the experts can actually serve as professional, uh, pro um, like a professional um What's the word? A professional. I mean, you don't need another word. 
Uh, but as far as learning that for a skill, I don't think that's something you could bank on, but it's something everyone should have in their life, in my view. That's my opinion. Uh, but you're certainly not going to pick, get picked for, um, you know, Mortal Kombat in reality, you know. Music should be a part of culture. Yeah. I think all, all the cultural things, you know, art, uh, architecture, a lot of it, a lot of it's been inverted. It, what's interesting about, um, I thought about this dichotomy the other day, how art itself, you know, went from the beautiful form, right? The beautiful form, uh, to inversion, you know, Oh, Picasso, he put the eyeball on the ear. It's crazy. I want to do that. Oh, let's make garbage. I want to make art out of garbage. Um, you know, you invert it all, you invert the forms, you invert the natural forms as opposed to, uh, respectfully mimic and, uh, and, uh, present almost like a, an ode or, you know, homage to the beauty, to the, to the absolute divine. Uh, and, uh, you look at some architecture and, and, you know, the beauty actually came from the the exquisite detail and the columns and the arches and whatnot. So when you look at art itself, physical art, you know, painting and whatnot, it went from beauty and full form to inversion. But in architecture, it's weird because the inversion is actually, uh, it's been cubized. It's been, uh, the, the inversion of architecture, I think obviously because of, uh, efficiency it's efficiency has been leading um architecture and in informing its design and so that's a big mistake because efficiency and beauty are not always uh uh you know uh mutually exclusive or whatever like the the they don't always go hand in hand because what's efficient might not be beautiful and what it might be and what's a what's beautiful might be efficient but might not be uh and so the inversion of architecture has gone from like beauty and extravagance in a, in a way and detail to just squareness, just square, you know, you know, if it don't waste space, you know, optimization, optimization, optimization doesn't always bring beauty. It brings some level of eloquence, but I, I don't think there's anything beautiful about a giant square warehouse store where all of the aisles you just you might as well be on a conveyor belt with your mouth open. You know, there's nothing beautiful about the relationship that one has in that experience. They actually want to leave. Get in and get out, you know? And that's just shopping, but um but it's an interesting uh category, like a uh, topic that whole that whole inversion. Cold to the Black Cube story, yeah. Classical music used to lift your spirit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Music is just... But we're in a good place because we're at almost rock bottom culturally. Degenerate. We're at Babylon's falling uh we're basically in sodom and gomorrah and uh i know people run away with this oh are you serious this is where we are this is where we're at 
I'm gonna read these lyrics real quick. This is where we're at. Let me read the lyrics to just be sure that you know that this is where we're at. I want to read these lyrics because I don't know what they actually mean. Um, no, it's actually it's always it's it ends up always going toward the good, the good, what the foundations, the truth always comes out, and uh, no matter how much you invert things, Lady Gaga, how how you know crude and blatantly shocking you try to be to, to turn everything upside down you you can't turn anything upside down without appealing to absolute form without appealing to there's something absolute and true and unchanging that's why lies require a bit of truth you can't lie without the truth the truth is first and then you invert and then that's a lie you can't lie there's no lying on its own, just like there's no evil on its own, you have to depart from the, from good. There's, there's good. And then the departure from there's the truth. And then the departure from there's light. And then there's the absence of light. It goes on and on. And so, uh, I really see this time, you know, as brutal as it looks, as it, as, uh, as, uh, gross, as, as you look at people and you, uh, you're like, Oh, the sheep-like quality. It's like, you don't have to be, you don't have to have despair because that's the opportunity. You, you're living in the ultimate opportunity to bring forth what you think is missing. And it's really you dealing with that, honestly. It's not you dealing with, we gotta get pedophiles and oh my gosh, little Nas did that. No, it's missing. And the, the point is, if you see it missing, it's because it's because you didn't bring it. So don't blame it on anyone. Oh, the Jews are doing the test. Oh, they're uh, it's uh, the left, the left. No, stop making excuses and make make it, make it so people can see it. Yeah, but I want Netflix to make it for me. I can't believe they look at this show. Can you believe this? Yeah, I can, because because no one else is making it. You're leaving it to your enemies to make it. And then you're appealing to your scapegoat em enemies to make what you want. Uh, you, you know what I mean? It's like, that's retarded. So no more excuses. If you, want, if you want something in the world, you have to create it. And don't make any excuses that they're doing it to you. Uh, I can't do it. They're, I can't do it. I want to. I want to make a really good story that's that's uplifting and wholesome. Well, why aren't you doing it? <laughs> because I just... <laughs> the left. The left's censoring me on YouTube. <laughs> Christian Nike shoes? Yeah, they already did it. It was like three years ago. Also an inversion. The Christians probably weren't uh, upset about that. They're like, look, holy water with the cross and Nikes. It's about time. It's about time. Yeah. No, they also trolled you. It's the same thing. The opposite hand. Yeah, but there were Christian Nikes. <laughs> no, no, they weren't. There are no Christian Nikes. Nikes can't be Christian. That was a good Crowder impersonation. Oh, can you believe this? Look, they're censoring me again. Ugh. So he's the, sh 
I don't know why what this shoulder thing is, but it makes sense. <sighs> I love your bitchy whiny girl. Yeah, unfortunately it's most men today. <sighs> oh, can you believe this cancel culture? I think of Amazing Lucas. I don't think about him anymore. What are the masculine and feminine traits? Traits of being a man. Well, it starts with biology. Men have dicks and balls. Women have wombs and vaginas and titties. Men are uh, point in the direction and go and the women follow them and they trust them and uh, men protect and provide and women nurture and bring up. Uh, you cannot have a strong man without a strong mother raising a strong man. Uh, women can't be men and the, the inversion that's taken place is presenting women as powerful when in reality they're just impersonating men. That's the irony of it. I had this one meme in Savage Memes Maybe it's volume two. And as a photographer taking a photograph of a woman and, uh, you know, and the ph photographer is saying, okay, this is for empower. This is for an empowerment magazine. So can you stand more like a man? And it really, you know, not to toot my own horn, but perfectly captures, uh, what the paradigm that's being uh, sold is, is that masculinity you know, a, a true powerful woman is actually just the inversion of a woman and ends, ends up just being a weaker version of a man. And a man who tries to be God, I got this from my friend Gabe. He was like, he was like, you ever think about how a man who wants to be God just becomes a shitty God and a woman who wants to be man, a man is just a shitty man and so on. And so that really is the, the traits. Once you see them for what they are, and you admit that they exist and they're constant. And I'm not talking about, um, you know, uh, I'm not talking about um, exceptions. You know, there are exceptions, but we're not going off ex exceptions. We're going off what is, what is, uh, what is clearly in front of us. And, uh, and so those get inverted and the, they get inverted in every way, you know, and so they get presented as, you know, a man, a woman could be like a man. And it's like, no, they can't, and, you know? And so, uh, acknowledging those traits is actually the, the true freedom in life is actually acknowledging and ad adhering to those traits and adhering to those rules. Uh, you know, the iron, the irony on the other side is, oh, a, you know, a, a woman who can compete with the masculine, oh, she's going to be free in the world. Yeah, right. What she's going to do is get an exec job and get a lanyard that opens doors to her Nike office, Nike marketing, global marketing, you know, manager. And she's in debt and alone and she has to drink martinis to go to bed. She can't be a mother. She's not nurturing anything but the bank accounts of other men. Not her husband, other men. That's the irony. 
slavery is sold as, as uh, freedom. Slaves to your appetites, slaves to your own personal, like all the Disney shit. Be your, believe in yourself, be this, be that. Open the doors, eh, open the gates. It's all bullshit. It's all pushing individualism. It's like, I think Ayn Rand today would be so, um, so enamored and happy about Disney's propaganda. You know, a part of it. Like, yes, yes, yes. I like, I like the modern. I, I'm very happy to have written one of the Disney movies coming up because it empowers the woman to believe that she can be equal to Howard Rock also and also pursue her personal interest only. And that is the moral truth, is that all, only Elsa pursue her moral truth, is that it is good that she live alone in an ice castle and don't have any friends and she don't have any children. She's just in a cold ice castle. But we sell that as empowerment. We sell that as goody, goody two-shoes. Yes. Yes, woman need to pursue that. Yes. Shut up. Shut up, lady. Oh, 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 I am sorry. I, I am, oh, I... Believe in yourself. Yeah, believe in yourself is bullshit. Don't ever believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. I believe in myself. That's so stupid. You already exist. You don't need to believe in yourself. You exist. But I believe in myself also. Why? What are you talking about? Believe in yourself. What does that even mean? It's meaningless. It means like, have confidence in yourself. Okay? Yeah. Believe in myself. I think I believe. It's like, if you need to tell yourself, believe in yourself, you're already, you're already done. You're already lost. Yeah, but I say it sometimes. It's over. It's a good day when JB impersonates Ayn Rand. I know, she's a rare one. And also, a lot of times when I go into her uh, mind, it leads to three, four, five minutes. Because she can go everywhere. Unwanted women are easy to find. Yeah, that's the funny part. They end up being not wanted. Oh, I'm a powerful woman. I mean, I, I, oh, I like her. She's so powerful. Yeah, uh, do you want to start our family? No, that would be. I would be. I would. I can't fold to the traditional standards of society. I need to have my own apartment forever. Oh, why? Yeah, I need my own job and my own apartment forever. I, I'm. You're like. I don't. That's undesirable. Yeah, but I'm I'm the man, kind of, right? No, you're alone. You're just a lonely man who has a vagina. Well, I have a cat too. Well, you have a vagina and a cat, but you're just alone. You're you're in, the empowered single female who's trying to be a man is just basically a gay man. They're trying to make women into just gay men who live these like metropolitan lives and live in like these lofts and have their, you know, they're all sassy and they walk into work with their glasses and their coffee and they're marching and they're, the door opens and then the little, the little brown secretary, you want sugar this you want sugar today? No, no, Marcy, get Ted on the phone. I'm going to rip him a new one. And it's like this fantasy. 
And what's so funny is it's all based on male archetypes. It's basically selling men, selling women to be sort of like bitchy males. Like be a, you too could be a bitchy male in debt. Go be a bitchy male. I could walk in with my, and they even wear pantsuits. It's like, we're going to equality, equality. And they all wear these man suits that don't actually accentuate their natural traits and forms. They're like, I'm going to hide my natural beauty by pretending my name's Elliot Page and I'm a dude. I've always been a dude. No, you haven't. You're actually catering to the masculinity that you, that you scapegoat as the enemy of you. That, the, that is such a psychological mindfuck is that the, the presented enemy gets you to, to, convinces you to embody and impersonate the so-called enemy. I mean, what better trick can you play on someone? It's insane. Insane in the membrane. She has her cigar. Yeah, she has a cigar and she's, sh you know, she's shaving in the mirror with the, with the, you know, like the big, big, br the horsetail brush. Hilarious. Oh shit. I gotta go. That was quick. Anyway, uh, Savage Memes Volume 2. Uh, you can support me. There's uh, other, some other merch up there. I'm working on other things. Uh, madebyjimbob.com. If you didn't get Savage Memes Volume 3, get it today. Um, other than that, uh, what's today? Tomorrow is Saturday. I, I won't stream tomorrow. I have a short uh, lunch break tomorrow, so I won't stream. Uh, other than that, have a great day. Be good and go do something in the physical. Uh, again, get out in the physical, make something, do something with your hands, get a splinter, even if it's just from whittling a spoon that you're not going to use. Uh, that's my advice for the day. Peace.